talking real estate right now. We talk about real estate matters matter to you. We are live here from Linda Craft Team Studios in Raleigh, North Carolina, part of the Greater Research Triumph Park. Today's show. Oh, pay attention. Uh, interest rates have dropped. Uh, that means more people are getting into the market. Some of you have never been in the market before. This is your first time getting the market, and you go, "Oh, we want a house. We've been saving money. We've been waiting for those interest rates to drop, and now we're in. We're so excited." Where do we start? Well, if you're like most people, they start with a realtor. But if you have a good realtor, great realtors, great realtors great will realtors. tell you start with a mortgage lender. Exemplary realtors will tell you. Exemplary that. realtors will do that. Uh, and, and so what we're going to do is because a lot of people don't think about how the mortgage works, we're going to take you, um, and I'm going to play a first time home buyer who knows nothing. And we're going to be with Paul Fitz, who's been here before at Vantage Lending. Paul, great to see you. Brother, good to see you, man. Good to see you. Thanks for having me. Uh, absolutely. Thanks for coming back in at such late notice, too. Um, that's a whole other story. Uh, Six o'clock was early this yes, morning. Yeah, it, was, just, it, was, it was last minute, so <laughs> appreciate it. Uh, so Paul's going to walk us through, uh, if, as if I was a new time, first time home buyer, what that mortgage process is like. And, and I think, you know, when we do this, you know, I come in as a first-time home buyer. Realtors told me, Jay, you need to go see Paul Fitz, and you need to the man. Get, get qualified for yeah. a mortgage. Right. And so now I'm walking in naively going, okay, i probably give you a call. I'm thinking to set up an appointment. Nowadays and, it's a text. <laughs> or a text, yeah, right, or a text, right? And I go, okay, hi, Mr. Fitz. Uh uh, I need to step a time with you to because I need to qualify for mortgage because we want to buy our first house. Yep. So what do, you, uh, what, do you, what do you come back with when you hear that? Uh, well, it's, it's always the first thing, you know, uh, I get a random text or a random phone call from somebody mm. and nine times out of 10, they can't even remember who the real estate agent they talked to was. Oh, that's interesting. And I, I mean, that already tells me, okay, I'm dealing with somebody completely green. Right. I'll probe them a little bit and I'll say, oh, so-and-so referred, referred you to me. Great. So let's talk about this. Right. Um, the way I want to break down uh, a mortgage is like anatomy. I'm a doctor. <clears throat> I'm Doogie Hauser, but not quite as young. Okay. So, yeah, right? Like, okay, go ahead with that, Dr. Fitz. So, uh, <laughs> the, the number one thing about the anatomy of a mortgage is credit. If you're and, and if you consider your body as a mortgage, your credit is your heart. If your heart is not working, you are dead. You are DOA. You are not going to buy anything. Credit is the number one issue. After that, it's income. Do you check my credit, or is that something? Oh I no, should? I pull. I pull everybody's or should, credit. Or should I be pulling my own credit? I mean, they can't. People can pull their own credit. I will tell you that every time you pull credit on a Credit Karma or whatever they have, the Experian.com, you know, with John Cena and the Purple Cow. Uh, if you pull your own credit, it's not going to look the same as when I pull it. Okay. Uh, numbers are always going to be off. Those companies usually go off the just the credit card rates versus what we do in the mortgage business. Gotcha. So you'll see your credit scores is 20 to 30 points higher than the way I see them. Um, but it's just not uh, not having a good score or a great score. There may be objects on your credit report, like you may have had a foreclosure, you may have had a, or not a foreclosure of your first time buyer, but maybe a repossession or maybe uh, medical collections. There are all kinds of things on your credit report that can affect you. Uh, obviously, bankruptcies can affect you too. You know, I go over a credit report with everyone in detail and in depth, uh, and if their scores are a little low, I'll explain to them how to repair their credit 
before we even get in that process. How far back does this credit go? I mean, where, where do you look How at How old it? are you? Uh, wow, that's not relevant all of a sudden, is it? <laughs> it's not relevant. So let's let's say I'm I'm in my fifties, right? All right, and I'm buying my first house. Which, yeah, okay. Let's let's let's. let's and how long have you had credit? Right. So for fifty some odd years. Well, I mean, for at least you know, thirty two. Yeah, forty years. Okay. Forty years. Yeah. Okay, forty years. So, do you take it all the way back forty years? Credit reports will tell you everything. Okay, They'll so tell you where you've lived, okay, all but, kinds of stuff. Okay, but here's here's the thing though. Mm-hmm. Like when I do a resume. Mm-hmm. For a job. Yeah. They don't really care about the jobs I did in college. They don't? No. I mean, they, they might they, not they, if they don't they know only, about them. Well, because they, right. they only want you to go back five five or so years. Ish, yeah. yeah five to ten years, right? Yeah. So they don't really care beyond ten years. My question is, it does, does what I did at 19 have a bearing on what I'm doing in my 50s? The odds are no. I mean, the odds are no. Okay. But there could be lingering credit issues that have just okay. been cycling for years and years and years. People have this, the the myth. I mean, we did a show about myths one time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if it's a bad credit thing, then it'll drop off my report in seven years. You know, I know you hear these things on right. the internet. That right. does not make it so. Yeah, I just, I, I, I know we don't, it doesn't drop off, but I'm wondering is when does it no longer become relevant? Some In some issues, it could be not relevant within a year. Okay. But again, it always depends on what the issue is. If somebody has a repossession, but that repossession is a lingering debt, mm-hmm. the, the company that repoed that car, if they didn't charge it off, you know, you're still responsible for that debt. There might be a payment that's still attached to that debt. Mm-hmm. You know, we will we will affect that as far as your DTIs, your debt to income ratios are concerned. All right. So let's just assume, because we've, we've done a show talking about repairing credit. Yep. But so let's talk about, okay, so... Uh, you're, I'm, you're going to go, okay, well, we're going to do a credit check. Credit's okay. number one. Yep. And, okay. So we're going to do that. So I'm on the phone with you and I'm saying, uh, Mr. Fitz, w- is there something I need to bring with me before, as you know, before we meet? I mean, there's something I should have put together. Well, uh, when I'm doing a pre-qualification for somebody to get started mm-hmm. and I can tell within five minutes, whether they're completely upfront and, and right about everything they're saying, mm-hmm. or I can tell that they're, if they're kind of hedging and not being completely honest so let's let's start with let's start with the perfect buyer the perfect buyer is somebody who has great credit right off the bat Mm -hmm. and then if they say yeah i've been on my job for five years um this is my w2 income like they know their numbers people Mm -hmm. who who are on top of their numbers you can tell instantly people who hedge you're like no i i probably need to see your your pay stubs your w2s Mm -hmm. your tax returns just to make sure the numbers match up um but going again, going into the anatomy of the of the whole application, once I pull your credit, I look at and you're fine. I, I think your credit's okay. Your debts are low. Then we look at your income, however much money you're making at that point. Those two things are the biggest determining factors in what you can buy. All right, you, I, I think there's a little piece here um, because you, you threw something out at me, and again, I'm I'm playing like I'm just completely naive yep. to this thing. You said something about ratios. DTIs, debt, debt to income ratios. Okay, correct. so maybe you know for the first time home buyer, mm-hmm. um, if my my credit's good, but are you saying that if my debt to income ratio is off, that that could be a problem? Yes. So a lot of people uh, conflate things. Uh, if you go to a if you go to a car lot and you buy a car for the first time, really car dealers they're just looking at your credit. I mean, you can say you can say what you make in income that doesn't even have to be accurate Mm -hmm. if your credit is a certain number they almost don't even care what you make in income Mm -hmm. 
but uh, in my world, in the world of mortgages, uh, your income is a factor in what you can buy. So when we talk about DTIs, debt to income ratios, uh, we're trying to say that your front end ratio is how much money you make versus how much money your house payment is. Your back end ratio is how much money you make with your house payment as well as your other debts. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of our mortgage products will have both factors into it. Um, I've had uh, situations in, on even an FHA loan where the front end ratio might be a little high, but the back end ratio is in the 50s. Um, I could get it done if I got the front end ratio down. Sometimes it's a back end ratio. Uh, I want to tell everybody that that my job is science, but I kid you not, it's more alchemy than science. I have to play with some of these folks sometimes to to figure out where their sweet spot is. Okay, so if my if I if my heart's right, you know, meaning that my credit score is good. Yep. My debt to income ratio, which will maybe maybe the veins or the blood that it's runs. The blood, it's the brain, actually. Your it's, income it's, is your brain. Okay, so we'll yeah. call it the brain. Okay of the anatomy following your analogy. Yep. Uh, so we got a debt to income ratios right, and we got our credit right. Everything's good there. Um, I I don't need to necessarily bring anything with me to our first meeting. To Not it. necessarily. Okay. So then the question is, you take a look at me as a first-time homebuyer, and I'm, I'm guessing that um, I'm probably going to be asking a question such as, well, you know, Mr. Fitz, I really want to get into this house. Um, I, I want to get into a house, but you know, I want to really keep my payment. You know, you're probably going to tell me I want my payment to be at such and such a level. The, the juggling act. Yeah. So, yeah. How, wh- what do you recommend that I do? Because I'm I'm hearing a first time home buyer who okay, they're excited, they're they're qualifying, sounds all good, but then the reality hits them. I'm going to have a house payment, and this is going to be this is going to be the single largest personal purchase. Correct. I'm probably that you've ever done in your entire life. Correct. To this point, right? That's right. So, uh, how do we manage that? What do What do you do for us, or how do you help us out there? So, I like to uh, I like to find out where people are in the reality of a situation. So, while I'm qualifying a buyer, and they say, "Hey, I'm interested in a house of X price," let's let's just argue and say the price is three hundred fifty thousand. And they say, and then I will ask the question, hey, what is it that you were th- you were wanting to pay every month in a monthly mm-hmm. payment? And if they say, well, I wanted to pay $1,300 a month, mm-hmm. and I, I go ahead and finish up my numbers, and I'm like, okay, well, how much do you want to put down? And then once I figure out these factors, I'm going to say, hey, you were nowhere near in reality. Then I'm going to tell you what the actual payment is because we've gone through a cycle when rates were 80 year lows. Right, right. Okay. So when rates were 80 year lows, a bunch of people who maybe jumped out in front of you and bought with the two and a half, three percent interest rates, your payment is $1,300 a month. You did get a you know $300,000 house, whatever it is, right? Right. They're thinking because their friend purchased a property during that period of time, now that I can get the same house that my buddy got, I can get the same payment. I don't have to pay rent. No, I mean, we've been through the highest interest rate spike we've seen in 40 years. We are on the way back down, but you're still in the sixes right now. You're not going to get the same payment that your buddy did who purchased in 2020. So uh, I know that there's a little bit of a disconnect for people when they get there, but I try to bring them back to, to the reality of the situation. Now, as an understanding for them, I will tell them, listen, 
Buying now is one of the greatest things that you can do. Because when the interest rates drop, everybody's going to flood the market. It's what we call the feeding frenzy. When people start to flood the market once again, they're going to bid the price of the houses up. All right. You can't magically refinance $40,000 off the price of your house down the road. But you can always refinance the property or the, 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 pri or the uh, interest rate down on what you owe. So I will give them a future value. I'll say, hey, you know, today rates are six and a quarter. This is what it looks like if they go to five and a quarter. This is what they look like if they go to four and a quarter. If you buy this property now, knowing you can refinance later, you're going to save money. You're not going to get your buddy's payment because that was an 80 year low interest rate. But if this future payment is going to be better for you, then yeah, go ahead and buy this house. Take a little bit of the small time pain now to have a higher payment. Okay. So, and, and, and you know, it's this, it's the thing that we've been saying, we've been preaching now for yeah, date the rate. Yeah. yeah, date, yeah. Marry the house. Date, marry, the rate, yep. date the rate. All right. Which, which, which is, which is fabulous advice. Okay. But now here I am this first time home buyer. Yep. But I'm probably thinking in my head, you know, this is what I paid in rent. I would love to have the same payment I had in rent that forwards my mortgage payment. But I also know that the cost of housing is higher. And so now I'm going to stretch myself a little bit. And, and, and maybe you can talk me off the ledge on that, which you probably can. But then the question becomes, okay, so at what point do you start introducing different types of programs to me at, wh at what point do you go okay listen don't panic because there's some there are some programs we have available for you to help you out so when you're a first-time home buyer what are you you as a senior mortgage loan officer what 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 kind of programs do you start having them look at or when do you introduce that process or is there something in between there i'm missing it's it's not always the program and every single client that i've ever ever worked with uh in this career uh i've tried to tailor what they're doing for their life not just for what they're doing for their purchase right uh so yeah there there are buy down programs there are all kinds of different programs that are out there that are available but if you're not looking at the totality of somebody's debt as a mortgage lender and you want to pump up their interest rate to say, hey, we can buy it down to X, Y. Uh, that's not always the greatest avenue. Mm -hmm. If somebody had uh, $12,000 they wanted to put into buying down their rate and it would buy it down temporarily for two years, that, that could be an idea. But if somebody owed $12,000 on their vehicle and their vehicle payment is $600 a month, right. I'm going to tell them to pay off their vehicle because right. that's going to be the best uh, the best way to save money in their life. Right. It's right. the most effective way to target their debt. Um, I don't I don't want to get into what other lenders do out there, right. but, but the way I look at it is, hey, we're not trying to stretch you. Let's see what you have available. Let's target everything right. going on in your life. Let's make this transition of your life the least painful and right. most beneficial. Right. So, I mean, I'm assuming. I'm. I'm okay. I'm going to play dumb here. Keep I'm, playing I'm, dumb. I'm, you're doing I, good. I, you're I, you're I, good am, at am it. I, am I really good yeah, at yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for playing. Thanks. Thanks for thinking through doing that. Okay. So, uh, I, I think the question I'm going to ask is, um, well, Paul. I mean, I've heard of first-time homebuyer programs. Yeah, are we there, have them. Are there? Are they? Is there, are they different? Are they unique? Is there some that's better for others? Who qualifies for those? What are the, I mean, can I qualify for those? How, how do I know that I qualify? Is there an advantage of one over another with these first-time homebuyers? 
I've heard this. I've heard these three letters thrown out. FHA. I don't even know what that really means. Right. So help me understand some of these terms that I've heard from friends that said, oh, they got an FHA loan on their first house. And maybe that's not what they did, but I, I don't. Can you help me understand that? Yeah. No. So uh, there, there are four main types of loan programs. There's conventional, which everybody's heard of, FHA, which doesn't mean first-time homebuyer. By the way, FHA is just a you know, it's a it's a Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae program, Fannie Mae program that you can purchase a house with very little down. Uh, VA. So if you served in the military, guess what? You have VA benefits. Right. And then there's USDA if you want to buy outside the city limits and in, in rural areas. Uh, it kind of still goes back to what our client is trying to do. So let's say first time home buyer, they want to live in Wendell. They want to live in Nightdale or Zebulon, sure. you know, and if, as long as their income is at a certain level, as long as their ratios, the DTIs that we talked about before, you know, they could do a hundred percent financing in Zebulon right now. So put no money down and walk into the door with only closing costs out of pocket, which if you have an exemplary realtor, they can possibly even negotiate in the sale where the seller is paying your closing costs. Right. I mean, right. people could literally walk in the door with zero out of pocket. Uh, VA and USDA are the cheapest possible monthly payments with zero out of your pocket. Mm. Then when you want to get into the FHA and conventional side of it, uh, conventional offers a 3% down uh, program for a uh, you know, First-time homebuyers in targeted areas, it's a long story. Uh, we call them home possible. Uh, but then also FHA, 3.5% down, uh, and it can be anywhere. So, um, again, it's you know your personal life that's infected and involved in this. You're, you're saying, hey, these are my parameters of my life. Then it's my job to tailor it back to you. Okay. Um, I... Uh, Tony Fink and I, <laughs> Tony Fink's a realtor here at Linda Craft and Team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we closed uh, a gentleman yesterday, um, 60 years old, never owned a home before, mm. and uh, we did a FHA purchase. Um, the reason why we did it was, uh, number one, FHA rates were lower than conventional rates. So if I had to compare a home possible mm. loan to an FHA loan, even though he was putting down 0.5% more on the purchase, he was going to save a much greater amount of money in his Got monthly it. payment in the process. Got it. Um, when rates drop, and I'm predicting by election time this year, they'll probably be in a five and a half range. Right. By the time rates drop, we'll look at refinancing him and save him even more money and possibly even move him from FHA to conventional. Mm. It just depends on what's going on in his life at that point. All right. So I, I heard a couple of people you mentioned. Tony uh, Fink? No, no. Oh. Um, I, I don't, I, I'm assuming they're related. Um, a Freddie Mac. Fanny, Fanny and Freddie Mac. I don't know. Freddie I, Mac and Fannie Mae. I, I, oh, that's it. It's a They're not Ma- people, they're by not, the way. Okay, okay we are uh, right. So they're a government entity. Okay, so um, I, you <laughs> oh, know, as a first-time home buyer, they're I've, public-private I've, partnership. I, I've heard these names being thrown out about uh, who are these people, I, and I guess they're not people, but who are these entities? Uh, how do we describe them uh, to a first-time home buyer? Well, uh, and why is it important to do first-time home buyers really need to know about well, the GSA? I, I, I don't. I don't know if they do. I just. <laughs> I just. You know. I mean. I know that they hear these terms right thrown at them right, and you know they'll go well. Freddie Mac, Freddie, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, or you know. What about Sally Mae? We should throw Sally I out there. Let's yeah, not throw Sally see. because throw because Sally. Sally and Fannie are you know sisters. And, they don't even like each and other. They don't even <laughs> like each other. So, so. It, 
what are these Max and Mays? GSAs, they're, they're government servicing agencies. Uh, the long story short, all housing money come, comes from government ser- servicing agencies. Um, and Freddie Mac and Fannie Mae are very similar. They have minor differences between the two. Uh, sometimes I will run a, uh, when I say I run somebody, when I run them through my system to see what I can do for them, yeah. sometimes I'll run them to Freddie Mac because their parameters in life might be more suited for this. Got it. Or Fannie Mae because their parameters in life might be more suited to this. Got it. Um, the, the long story short, though, is you know when you're buying a house, everybody likes to try to understand the process. Right. When I talk about government servicing agencies, remember, all guidelines for these programs come from the federal government. Mm-hmm. So all of us lenders, and we have a, you know, a ton of lenders here in town, yeah. we all have to adhere to what those government guidelines are. Mm-hmm. That's why... Uh, I have a client who loves to send me screenshots of her bank statements. And I'm like, screenshots won't work. And it bothers her so much because right. she's like, well, well, that's what I have in my account. I'm like, I need a bank statement because this is what the government tells me that you need to have for me. Gotcha. So, And that's important to them. Um, we're, we're, we're running at the end of the time. Okay. Um, As a first-time homebuyer, I think I'd qualify you. Um, okay. You know, so. <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. So if you could give that one piece of, you know, your 20, nearly, what, 25 years, I think. 25 years in the business this right. year, yeah. <clears throat> 25 years of wisdom and dealing with first-time homebuyers. Mm. If, if you could give them one piece of advice um, as we close, what would that be? Trust your professionals. Mm. Um, I, I have a lot of people who are, they're professionals themselves. But since they don't understand our process, they don't understand what we're doing. Um, you know, we again, we have years of experience doing this. Trust your real estate agent. Trust your mortgage lender. If there's some, if there's a mortgage lender that's on this Linda Crafting team website, I promise you, they're an experienced uh, mortgage lender. Uh, they're going to get you through this process. Um, but trust us. Uh, we know what we're doing. Uh, we know how to think outside the box. We know how to think quickly on our feet. Yeah. Um, it's the reason why we've been so successful at our careers. Um, you just have to trust us in, in knowing what we're doing. And and don't lie to us about anything for the love of God. <laughs> if you shot somebody behind the dumpster, you tell your, your guy right here that you shot and we will figure out how to get you out of jail. But you would be amazed at how many people lie to us right. and they think it doesn't matter. Okay. You know, if I ask somebody to tell me the truth, please tell me the truth. I need to know so I can help you. All right. So we. Th- by the way, thank you for everybody who's watching. I've been on and off all day. Good show. All morning. Yeah. yeah, it's been a great show. Uh, Paul, I'm sure there's some people out there who are going, hey, you know what? I need a lender. You sound like a guy I really want to talk more about maybe uh, purchasing uh, my first home or maybe my next home. How do they get a hold of you? Well, first of all, thanks for oh, having no, no, me. I appreciate it as great. always. This is great. Yep. Uh, again, my name is Paul Fitz. I'm with Advantage Lending. Uh, you can email me at P-F-I-T-T-S at AdvantageLending.com. Uh, that's P-Fitz at AdvantageLending.com. Or you can call me on my cell, 919-612-0043. That's 919-612-0043. Uh, if you're a first-time home buyer, if you have are a seasoned veteran and you've bought 10 homes, I want to try to help you out. 
Um, I love what I do. I've been great at it. And I, you know, I've done a half billion dollars in sales production. So I, I can't be wrong about too many things. No. And uh, even just this past week, I closed a loan for a lender who could not get it done. Um, because I, I, you know, like to think quickly on my feet and help people out. So awesome. Um, and thanks everybody for, you know, pumping us up. Great shows. Thank you. Appreciate everybody doing that. Folks, it's the show. We thank you very much. You had a lot of choices. You chose us. We really do appreciate it. Give us a thumbs up on YouTube, wherever you listen to the show. Uh, give us a positive review. Five star. That'd be fantastic. Uh, I say to you all over the world, we are so grateful. Thank you. And ciao, everybody. living